0: It's a brand new week on Screening in Kingston. Here's to no tech issues, Taylor.
1: My fingers and toes are crossed.
0: But yeah, we're, we're back to normal here because it's just you and me. Norm, with the past couple weeks, we can say normally. We've had a guest because every week the past few weeks, we've had a guest to talk to. And now it's just back to Screening in Kingston original. Mike and Taylor talking movies.
1: Yes, classic.
0: Yeah, the classic. <laughs> the cla- like the you know old Coke, new Coke. The Coke classic. Yes. That's what we are. We're just the, the the taste you know and love. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Like we, so we were much. just saying, we have so much because we have a lot of movies to get to. Um, a couple new releases that we both saw for this week's episode. A couple movies that we've seen this month that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about. And you, Taylor, basically like you texted me a bunch of movies and you went on like a Halloween tear this past week. Like, did you rewatch all those movies this week or is this just a combination of, oh, here's things I can talk about to prep for Halloween?
1: I saw three vi- like loosely connected to Halloween movies this weekend. Wow. Yeah.
0: You're really in the spirit. You're ready to go. Oh
1: yeah. Well, the weather is finally like I know, I know you like cool weather too. Oh, finally, yes. the weather is more our speed.
0: These yeah, <laughs> this past like 3 days has been excellent. It's so been nice. so nice because it's so cool. And it just I don't know. It's October. It doesn't it's not going to feel like Halloween to me unless there's that cool Crisp of, air. Yeah, crisp air. I don't mind a little bit of sun, but I'm fine with the mix of sun and clouds and the kind of gray versus sun look. Like I'm fine with it being sunny as long as it's nice and cool. You know, and that type of thing. And it just gets me in the spirit because I've been doing the same thing now, Taylor. I haven't watched any movies yet. I'm going to start that this weekend, but I have been rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yes. Because yes. I've been really
0: getting into it. I just noticed it was on Disney Plus. Now really? I have all, yeah, I have all, all seven seasons of Buffy, but you know how it is. Sometimes it's hard to get up and put a DVD in.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, if you're so binging. Exactly. If you're binging, you just
0: want it to run. And instead of every four episodes, you got to change the disc. That's what I remember of like every four episodes, you have to change to a new, yeah. a new DVD. Um, but yeah, it's all on Disney Plus. And one day I just, there was so, one episode popped in my head and like, oh, I really want to watch that episode. I think it's, it's the one where they can't speak. And the kind of hush, like, hush, that's the name of the episode. Yeah. So I watched iconic. That one of the best episodes without a doubt and i've just kept going because i was in season four and i just kept it going like i'm on season six now it's just going through because it it feels halloweeny it it reminds me of that feeling so yeah and it's a lot of fun
1: hey i really want to watch angel is angel on disney plus
0: Yes, it is. Yeah all, oh. yeah. all five seasons are there. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll finally bite the bullet and get Disney Plus.
0: Well, if only about, for Angel. <laughs> if only for Angel. Yeah. Well, the thing about Disney Plus is now because of the Fox merger, you've got all a bunch of Hulu content on right. there as well. So things that are only released to Hulu, you get on Disney Plus as well. Um, so for example, there's that new show. I My parents were watching it. I, I just watched it. Um, only uh, Murders in the Building. It's Steve Martin and Martin Shorts.
1: And show uh, like Selena produce. Gomez. And
0: Selena Gomez. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very good. I highly it recommend it. It looks good. If you like true crime and if you like kind of lighthearted comedy, but with, with a serious twist, this movie's for you. Like, or this show. So it's a show. This like show is for you. There's lots of fun stuff in it. So, But that that's also on Disney Plus because you've got all the Fox and stars. Content from the So you TV guys have
1: Simpsons stars. too. You Simpsons know what? Simpsons is
0: on there, all of us there.
1: I might just have to bite the bullet. But, anyways, we have so much to talk about. We can't talk about just Disney Plus today. Yeah.
0: No more <laughs> Disney Plus talk today until Disney sponsors the podcast. Exactly. Um, so let's get let's get to some fan questions. So just just two, which is good because we have a lot of other things to get to. Um, first one comes from Austin, and this is a really interesting idea. Austin always comes with interesting ideas, Taylor. So this is an interesting idea Austin had. So Austin says, Hi, screening in Kingston, long time no email. Um, Just wanted to give a couple thoughts for you to consider for some future shows. I really like the direction that your show goes when you bring guests on. It would be kind of interesting to do something fun and interactive with the fans. So my idea is why don't you do a whole month that is fan choose your own adventure where each week on your website we vote for various things that you think you can do this week or various guests that can come on on board. You can predetermine what we vote for if you need to, or you can leave it wide open for people to just give you (laughs) their thoughts on what (laughs) movies you want to see and review. What are your thoughts? And that's from Austin. I love it. I uh, choose your own adventure month that that would be that could go in any direction
1: chaotic I mean, but hey yeah. this show is pretty chaotic at the best of times it's
0: <laughs> is, it's it would it be really different <laughs> That's no, the thing. I guess no. you would choose right because if fans are voting they could all vote okay Taylor we want you to review this movie or Mike we want you to review this movie or we want you to have on this guest and talk about this topic.
1: Yeah, it's a we, you know, um, Austin. I put it to you to make the categories, because <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Why are we doing this, Austin? Go ahead, you, you, make the categories, and then we'll we'll throw that together. Certainly, <laughs> that sounds yeah. good.
1: It might be, to be honest, um, there are a lot of new releases coming out, but that might be a good idea for November because we're just gearing into award season. There's kind of like a lull before the big Christmas movies come out. So I don't know. It might be a good idea for November.
0: That's true. You bring up a good point because December is always busy for for us because we we do holiday specials and then the award. And because we're in Canada, we get a lot of the November, December award movies in like January, February. Yeah. That's our busy time. Yeah. Like for us, you're right. For us, our busy time is, is January, February, and December. Whereas the movie, like new releases kind of slow down for January, February, but we're catching up for the Oscars. So actually, yeah, like I thought this would be a cool thing for the new year, but you just changed my mind. I think (laughs) if we're going to do it, we should do it for November. Like I completely agree. So Austin, this is your challenge. Uh, You only got a couple weeks left, but if you can throw together categories, then we will make November a choose your own adventure screening at Kingston. Um, We'll do that if you give us some categories and help us out with that then then we'll do it
1: there there you go there you go
0: <laughs> well and yeah i'll be interesting to see what these categories are like it'll be very interesting to see probably a lot of things that have to do with like what Tort- movies we don't torture, like torture yeah. torture but that's great that's what we do right with what our fans want then we'll do it
1: we yep exactly uh
0: last question here comes from josh as always uh josh says oh hey do you prefer when biographical based movies stay 100 Percent true to reality, or when they make creative changes to improve the drama/slash plot of the movie, okay. Josh the Inquisitor. Um I well, I guess it depends. This one's I don't, tough. Yeah, like I don't mind artistic license. Um I don't mind that, but outright like lying or making things up can, can be troublesome, right? Like it, it can get yeah. into a lot of trouble.
1: I think I always have to remind myself that. A biopic is not a documentary. So there are going to be times where artistic license is taken either to move the narrative along or to simplify things. Um, But I will admit that, you know, often what happens after I watch a biopic is I'll go on the Wikipedia page and like read about the person's life. And there is always a little tinge of disappointment when you read things that are different than the the movie right and that's when i remind myself okay taylor this is a movie not a documentary like (laughs) there are going to be liberties yeah um i would say i like it as true to their story as possible
0: yeah because there's there's like degrees i know i know i know our world doesn't like nuance and everything has to be one way or another but but there are degrees i think to to it being like damaging or bad or good, like just the two that pop into my head right away is like rocket man versus the, the queen one. Yeah. Um, Where the like queen one, a lot of people had problems with a lot of things and it was clearly like skewed towards the band members who were alive and like what they, they kind of felt their story should be whereas rocket man kind of felt like elton john being like yeah, no it's true here's all the terrible things that happened right and i'm just going to like lay it all out there and i've got nothing to hide and like that to me those two feel very very different in, in that respect and
1: in rocket man there are um things have been changed but only like it's like things have been moved around you know to know enhance what I mean? the story yeah. to to make so, it a better
0: narrative yeah yeah
1: and uh so like that to me is okay you know what i mean but um and like i get it like life is complicated and film has to be more simplified so you know there's times where there might be multiple characters in someone's life and they get conflated into one character or whatever that that happens but um yeah i'm with you there's degrees there's like there's a difference between changing things for narrative structure and like you said outright lies or like omissions yeah. you know so yeah or that's-
0: drastically yeah drastically changing the, the character for for a um, biased reason or drastically yeah. changing a story or a, or how the narrative goes like uh, yeah i think there's degrees to it so it, it can work like that's the thing that's what <laughs> josh here really being the inquisitor giving us like a super hard question that's what makes it a difficult to answer because my answer would be like I'm fine with them changing things. It all depends what it is and changes. And it can't and be really, obvious. You know? Yeah. It, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. I like, I think it can't be blatant being like, wow, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a lie. Like it's gotta be, I don't know. I think, it, I think there's a balance. There.
1: I will say if it's someone that I don't really care about, then I'm less concerned about changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if you're not really invested, like, uh bohemian rhapsody i don't think that's a great movie for a lot of reasons but i didn't i'm not like a ride or die queen fan so like changes to the narrative didn't really bother me uh so yeah it's all relative that where i'm you know, gonna you know
0: what my problem is with with the queen movie taylor the horrible like editing problem the horrible horrible editing <laughs> like you're you're under i don't know how you really know, knew exactly what i was gonna <laughs> say but yeah it's the horrible horrible editing that's that's my it problem.
1: was it was bad editing <laughs> and i i stand by that um what's his name rami rami malik malik i don't think he deserved best picture best actor no i don't I really think he was that so good bad.
0: No, I really didn't. Especially like for the next year for Taron Egerton. 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 Yeah. Didn't even get nominated. Yeah. Like what for playing Elton John, where it was like not only a far superior performance, but like that kid's such a good actor, and he sang the whole time. (laughs) That was his voice. Like it just. uh, I don't know. I just.
1: Rami's dentures should have won the best actor that year yeah not like he,
0: they, they did a good job making him look like him but like that's that's about it because like again this movie i guess that's the other part i don't like what this movie could have been with sasha bear and cohen
1: oh uh, amazing role,
0: right what the what we could have had not that like i have nothing against Ronnie now no he's, he's fine fine i'm gonna talk about him later in a movie i saw but i just think we we missed out on something
1: i agree not, but i still stand behind the fact that bohemian rhapsody was a band movie we yeah. may still very well get a biopic about freddie mercury and i hope it's sasha baron cohen i that's what i'm holding out that yeah. sasha baron cohen can do a biopic specifically about freddie mercury mercury
0: and because he can sing so well just let him sing it.
1: yes yes for sure <laughs>
0: Um, well, thank you again to, to our fans for writing in questions. And, um, I just want to note for those, uh, there's a few people who've written in Halloween questions over the past month. Um, I do have them all. They will be on our show next week. So don't worry about them. They haven't been lost. I've been collecting, uh, all your, your fan questions. So we will do it on our Halloween special next week. Um, and as always, uh, go to our website, screeningkingston.com. Fill out the form there or just email us at ScreeningKingston at gmail.com and send in your questions, thoughts. Soon, apparently, you're going to be voting on a whole thing. A so. slew. A
1: whole slew of things.
0: <laughs> Maybe wait till then. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, okay. So as we said, we have a lot of movies to talk about. Um, I have at least three movies to get into that that I want to talk about um, that I've seen. I know, Taylor, you at least have one new one plus a lot of other things you've been watching. for. I Harvey would say
1: Prep. two new movies. New? And okay. two classics.
0: There you go. Two new, two classics. And there's three films from me. So we've got a lot to dive into. <laughs> um, I think l- let's save the classics for the end. That'll be yeah. the Halloween tease because I yeah. know they're they're kind of suited around there. So we'll do that. But yeah, we've got a lot of films to talk about. We kind of just caught up on a bunch of movies that have, that have been coming out. Some are available on Netflix or streaming. Some are available in the theaters. So we're going to get into those right now. D- d- where do we want to start, Taylor? How do we want to do this? Flip going?
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, apparently we got five here well okay uh, because I've got I've got three to make it go back and forth I'll start okay um, perfect so I'm I'm gonna kick off with the movie I saw the the furthest back that I've actually been trying to talk about we keep running out of time um, and it's a movie called worth so worth is on Netflix um, and it's uh, based upon I guess it's based upon True events, but I think there was a lot of things made up in here. But it's it's based on the the law firm that was given the responsibility after nine eleven to conduct the the payment program to to give some money to to the families of the victims of nine eleven. Like insurance, be, yeah, it was kind of like insurance, but it was a, a program even if you don't have insurance. Everyone's going to get a shot Thought at it. this pool of money. Okay, And so the, the story revolves around Michael Keaton plays the, the lawyer, one of the partners of this small law firm who's going to be dealing with this fund. So it's this relief fund that you can apply for, and they have to come up with a way to determine how much money should go towards the family for the loss of life. Hence the, the title of the movie, Worth. What is the worth of a person? is basically what this asks. And it actually does it at the beginning in kind of a philosophical way. Like the movie starts out in a way being like, oh, this is going to like challenge the way you think and like really be like interesting and go into detail about how do you make determinations about what a person's worth based upon their job or or are they the primary caregiver? What's their family life like? And all these things. But then it didn't didn't do any of that. Um, (laughs) And the movie just kind of... um, existed and then ended it was it was quite it was quite interesting so i was telling you taylor this offline that the most fascinating thing about this movie was that it was created like the producers the director the writer was everyone from the team who did the movie spotlight so spot spotlight won ton of oscars and other awards several years ago also starring michael keaton um actually a lot of the cast is the same i will say about that too is, is a lot of the same and when you're watching this movie if you like squint your eyes so so they kind of go out of focus and listen and just kind of watch you'd swear you're watching spotlight it's shot the same way the color scheme is almost identical the music is pretty much the same it's as if they just shot this movie being like, okay, it's kind of like another Spotlight movie because it's sort of an investigation kind of thing. Just a different topic. But it's, yeah, now this is the issue we're going to tackle. And I tell you, Taylor, it was out of worldly. It was as if I was in a different world where instead of Spotlight, we got this movie. Right. It's it was so strange. It was like a, a parallel movie in a lot of ways. And as I said, like the cast is very similar. Stanley Tucci is also in it, who was also in Spotlight and who plays a very, very similar personality, like different character, but like very similar personality than the character in Spotlight. Even Michael Keaton is like very similar. Like it was it was very weird. It was just strange. It, it was almost as if the because I think they played the Boston Globe was who was who was in spotlight? It was almost as if that like newspaper shut down and became a law office, <laughs> <laughs> and their first case was was the the sort of nine eleven relief fund. So it was um it, as a net as Netflix movies go, I'm gonna you know say that this is one of those classic. It's not too bad on a Sunday afternoon type of things or, right. or a Saturday afternoon. You pop it on whatever. Yes, it's heavy topics and a couple of the moments you get into the drama like when they're when they they have actors obviously depicting like it's it's just a movie it's not biographical but it's based on real events so you've got actors playing people who were real people and stories that actually happened from 9-11 and about their families and there are some emotional touching moments with that like they do a good job of they basically have to interview each family and try to assess what what are they worth? And the the sort of dramatics of the of the movie come out from Michael Keaton trying to treat this like very much mathematical, and people obviously getting upset because he's treating human life like math.
1: Right, he's right? the and numbers so guy. He's the
0: numbers guy, and he his he learns his lesson, right? Obviously, <laughs> like it's a movie, but he learns his lesson, but not really, and sort of, and kind of, and the movie, as I said, just sort of abruptly ends. Um, I I felt that this movie lacked a lot of stakes it lacked a lot of moving forward and it just kind of happened like just like a just like a made for tv movie it just happened with some decent acting moments because they're they've got professionals hence
1: wanting to turn it on on a saturday afternoon like it sounds like you know it's on the movie network so it's saturday and this is what's on i'm gonna watch it
0: i bet you people in america who feel connected to 9-11 because the 20th anniversary was just this past September. And that's around when this movie came out, like it was kind of available in and around the same time. I'm sure it will hit home for a lot of people. And I'm sure that they did enough in the film to make it dramatic enough that I think people will enjoy the movie. And I don't like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying this movie is terrible. I thought it was fine. I just don't think it was better than okay. I don't think it really well it sounds like it areas. didn't really
1: bring anything new no. <laughs> it just kind of
0: happened it was just kind of like a narrative story that kind of went through that didn't really feel like it had stakes but tried to invent stakes um and i don't think it did a very good job of that Fair so it was just kind of happened so the, to me this is the the definition of of an airplane movie to me I, i'm gonna say airplane it Um, I do think that at times it has heavy subject matter and I could understand if someone felt that it was too heavy for that type of scenario. But if you're looking, you know, sometimes you get in the mood for a drama, but you don't want anything too heavy. This is a, this is a pretty good light drama. It doesn't really go too far with things which can be good or bad, but I wouldn't look to this movie to be like earth shattering in any way. It was just fine everyone did an okay job that was about it so to me worth airplane it That's okay it. okay what's your first film
1: i'm gonna start with the eyes of tammy faye okay which i saw um oh gosh maybe two weeks ago now because i had seen it kind of the week nicole was on the show but of course we were you know highlighting to tan so we had we had
0: many other things to talk <laughs> we about. had other
1: to fish say, to fry
0: <laughs> i have to say taylor that when you texted me you were seeing this i almost texted back what is that but then i remembered that google exists but i had never <laughs> heard of this movie like, oh I, it's getting kind I, of it's getting buzz yeah I, I i mean again i just i had never heard of it but until you said it and i was just kind of like what what is this movie? So I'm very interested to see what you think about it. Cause I, I did hear it was getting buzzed, but I still don't know anything about it. So I'm just very fascinated.
1: I, um, saw it at the screening room, went with Dan. Dan's, uh, two second review was that it was too sad. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> so, <there. laughs>
1: um, it is sad. Like, so it is a biopic about Tammy Faye Baker, who was a TV evangelist with her husband. So, for people who aren't familiar with this world it's essentially christian preachers who go on tv and have like tv shows and tv networks and often they're raising money um sometimes for themselves which is like a mm-hmm. major part of this movie um <laughs> <laughs> not always the best business practices So uh, yeah, this, i'd imagine yeah <laughs> this kind of tv evangelists they still exist but like Tammy Faye and her husband, they were like probably at the height of this. So the movie is a period movie in the sense that it kind of starts in the 1950s, goes to about the 90s. But the majority of the movie is taking place in the late 70s, early 80s, kind of um, when they're at their zenith of their TV evangelism. Sure. And Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Faye. And she is getting Oscar buzz for her performance, and I think she did a very uh, a very good job. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like, to compare it to other performances. In a way, it's kind of for me. I don't know. This might be controversial. <laughs> What's new? I always have some, probably once an episode. I have something controversial. <laughs> you,
0: you've always got something to say. That's a natural. That I vein. <laughs> feel
1: like biopics are maybe low hanging fruit for the Academy
0: oh, because. For sure.
1: They're able to – it's a real person, so it's something to, like, gauge the performance against. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, Jennifer It can has- either
0: be easier or harder, right? Yes. Depending upon if you pull it off. Because if you pull it off, it's like people love it. And but if you don't <laughs>
1: – Tammy Faye was um, – like a bit of a character like over the yeah. top, like known for her crazy makeup. Like she had this very high pitched Betty Boop voice. And right. I thought like, Oh, is like Jen is Jessica Chastain just like doing a voice, but like, no, <laughs> it's like pretty close to the woman's real voice. So right, that's what right. she sounded like. So uh, <laughs> there you go. So I would say like, she did a very good job. I was like completely engrossed in the film. Um, Really great soundtrack, great costuming. You know what I mean? Like it was, to me, this was a very good movie. I would, it's a see it for me. I'm not going to take any um, Oscar predictions yet. As you guys know, my Oscar predictions are always wrong anyways. But uh, (laughs) I don't want to, I can't say whether or not Jessica Chastain's going to win. Uh, It likely will be nominated for best adapted screenplay because it's based on the a documentary of the same name um Mm. i could definitely see it being nominated in that category it's it's one of these movies where i thoroughly enjoyed myself yes dan's right like it is sad like she um uh, you know like she did even though she was like fabulously rich at one point like she did have a hard life you know what i mean um she did face adversity it's interesting the document the sorry the biopic doesn't really go i don't want to give too much away although with a biopic i'm kind of like spoilers that's history right (laughs) right Yeah, like you can look it up (laughs) on wikipedia but um and it was like very well known like this the crime that her husband committed like it was all across the headlines like in the eighties and nineties, so it's not like mm-hmm. really. It would be like giving away the OJ trial, like you know what I mean. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. most people boobs, know what happened. Taylor, here. some people didn't like. So, like when that show came out, some people were were like enthralled by the HBO miniseries I think, because where they. Where do these people live? I don't know. Some people just don't research stuff. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, you're right. You're so right. she's people like
1: they out. are like cultural icons in the sense that like they were mm. pop culture in the. 70s 80s and 90s so essentially um her husband is like commits like financial crimes it doesn't go into it how um culpable she is if that's the right word like the movie very much makes it seem like she had no idea and was essentially like duped by her husband
0: and i
1: see i don't know enough about their story to know if that's true or not
0: um
1: and as far as i know like she did never went to court like the husband took the full um responsibility for the crimes so like i could see that maybe being your critique of the story is that like oh like she kind of got off scot-free but like maybe in real life she did too. Like maybe she truly didn't know. And that's kind of this part of the sadness of the movie is that, you know, like if her husband really did take her for a ride, like how sad, you know? So that's sort of the, that's part of the like emotional weight of the film. Um, But like I said, like great costuming. If you like like the gaudiness of like the 70s, 80s, 90s, you'll love this movie, like great production design. Um, And Jessica Chastain like really, crafts a very sympathetic person you know what i mean yeah. like you feel I think she's for her great.
0: i think she's a great actor
1: yeah so um for me 100 it's a see it especially you know uh <laughs> there isn't like a ton of things you can see these days in theaters so this to me is well worth the your ticket price to go go see it
0: yeah yeah no, I mean, it, it sounds like I mean, it's going to get more Oscar buzz as things get closer, um, but it's it's the kickoff of Oscar buzz season. So it's uh, it'll be interesting. She's a great actor, so I hope she oh, yeah. does get nominated just for that. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, my next uh, film I'm going to talk about also features a fantastic actor. Um, it's The Guilty, um, available also in Netflix film, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, a favorite on this, a show. favorite, yeah, a favorite on this show. um The guilty is, I, I think, someone told me it's based on a Danish film of the same name. I think I um, read that. Yeah, I, think so I that read that. Does, it sounds from, but um, I so I I definitely want to see that movie because the the guilty to to go right into it was fantastic. Um, some people didn't like it, and I don't know why. Um, but you know, I, Mike, I, really I saw someone
1: <laughs> on my Instagram. Give it a scathing review. And she said, I'm not going to name any names, but the review I read, she said that Jake Gyllenhaal is not a good actor. And I thought, what?
0: Uh, That is a, that's a foolish take. I also saw someone on my Instagram just bash it. So I, I, I definitely see that there's that out there, but. They didn't say that Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't a good actor. Like, uh, to me, that's more of an outrageous statement than the movie. Because to think... me, the movie, like, take it or leave it, like, some people are going to like it, some people aren't, whatever. But, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, objectively, he's a fantastic actor.
1: I really like him. I think he's great. I don't know. I... Maybe it's one of those things where people... <laughs> I don't I don't want to... <laughs> But like misunderstand his performances, maybe. maybe. What do you, I don't know. <laughs> what
0: more do you want from him? What more do you want from him? Like I just feel like everything he's done is so different. That exactly. That's to me what an actor.
1: And is. he throws himself <laughs> into the role. You know what I mean? Like I never. But not feel... in a Jared
0: Leto creepy way.
1: Yeah. But I never feel like he's half. Oh. Well, half beeping his performances like i feel like he really i don't know i i was surprised when i read that i thought what movies have you seen that he wasn't good in <laughs>
0: yeah like i'm i can't think of one i even even movies where even the movie we just, hated
1: where he played to himself yeah himself twice or whatever <laughs> twice, yeah,
0: whatever it was yeah yeah he was still good in it yeah like and even even uh a movie you know like spider-man where people just you know good actors get thrown into things and you never know what the performance is going to be like he killed it he was amazing in in the most recent spider-man movie as the villain like it just he he's so
1: he's fun good. to watch he's fun he's to watch on screen he
0: he gives a lot of nuance to his performances you never know what you're going to get and every performance is different so i don't know what more you could ask out of an actor than that like, no. I just, I literally don't know what else you could want. Um, and, and in, like, in The Guilty, I'm telling you, he's the reason why this movie is so good. I don't even think I would rate it high if it wasn't for him. Like, I don't think this type of movie works unless you have an amazing actor. Right. The entire movie takes place in basically two rooms. And you're awake with just Jake Gyllenhaal pretty much the entire time.
1: Yeah, those are um, tough. Those are tough. Yeah.
0: That's, like, that's hard to pull. One, that's hard to pull off. Two, I kind of have always had a soft spot for those types of movies just with like the theater background. I like the movies that seem like plays. Contained. The movies that are
1: contained.
0: Yeah. And with the exception for one or two moments, you're 100%... Camera locked on Jake Gyllenhaal for this performance. So in the movie, he plays a um, a police officer who is, for reasons you don't know at the beginning of the film, he's basically on desk duty where he has to sit there and take nine one one calls and dispatch and basically connect nine one one to dispatch and do all these things. So it's very much just like that work, and it's right in the middle of the wildfires um, that are all across California. So it's kind of chaos. And lots of people are, are obviously calling in 911. Lots of things are going on. And he gets a call from, from a woman who has basically been, been kidnapped um, and has to then deal with that. And the entire movie is him dealing with this particular situation and this particular 911 call. Um, you never see what's going on at the scene. Or with the woman who's basically calling from a car, you never see any of that. You're oh. 100% locked on him. And again, like like I'm saying, this could go so wrong, right? Like he's as I'm describing it, you could see it being very poor, like terrible boring. movie, or boring. very good or boring. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. Like I I challenge people to find a, a movie that is is this tense, is this interesting, and moves this well from being contained to one or two room. You're basically at the 911 dispatch office the whole time with the exception of one or two little moments. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal. And all you hear is people on the phone and a couple people in the office around him. Like it's, but it's pretty much just him and he's going through some things. And I'm not going to give anything away because I do think people should check this movie out. I think it's fantastic. I'm now going to find the film it's based on because chances are it's also very good. Um, and I, I highly recommend this movie. It I don't, think it does. don't
1: listen to the haters.
0: Yeah, like I think it does something with this content that is what I call brave when putting together a film. Right now, to produce any content that centers around a police officer is a tough thing to do. It's also tough to do it in the honest, genuine way it was done in this. It's not glamorizing what he's doing. It's not putting him on this pedestal. He's not like a, what? what's the John McCain, what a McLean character running yeah. through. Like he's not, he's not a Superman. He's an everyday police officer who's gotten himself in some trouble and the movie doesn't pull any punches on who he is as a person on the things that he's going through and what's happening here. Like I just thought for, for 2021 releasing a, a about an LAPD officer Uh, In the middle of the wildfires, like real life events, things going on now, it was a real strong movie. It felt gritty and interesting and thrilling. It's a see it for me. If this was playing in theaters, I would say run to the movie theater. This would be the perfect film. To see in a movie theater it's a contained 90 minute movie it's so much fun it's so interesting there's a lot of really cool moments that happen to do it it's dramatic it's it's it makes you like even me who is so emotionally detached from movies <laughs> i my heart's like pumping and i'm like th- i'm like into it i can and, tell and you're because excited
1: here well, just talking about it
0: with another actor this would have been terrible like I, I I could probably name on one hand the amount of actors that could pull this off. And I I honestly think you and I just named two of them, like Jessica Chastain and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Probably no problem. But like look I I would be hard pressed to name two or three more that really could pull off a movie like this. And I know there's this movie's getting hate, and I think it's I think personally it's biased hate. Because of the content of the film. Oh, because he's a police
1: officer. He's a
0: police officer. And now it's not the time to be talking about police officers. That's that's my honest take on it. it At me, if you have a problem with it. But the movie's fantastic. So I think if you're a lover of cinema, if you are into thrillers, if you like character studies. Because that's why I would say this movie does have an interesting and fine plot. But the focus is this character. It's really a character study learning this character nuances of this person you he starts out kind of unlikable and then you learn and grow to kind of like him or at least understand him a little bit you don't have to like someone to understand him a little bit more and see the emotion he has i personally by the end of the movie was still like yeah everything that happens to this guy he deserves he's not a great cop that's what i thought at the end of it he's not a great police officer he did a great thing though and he had a great moment and because he's such a good actor you don't you don't leave the movie theater being like oh, I hate you. You leave the movie theater being like, wow, like this was that was a powerful movie. Great job by Jake Gyllenhaal. Really interesting story. You know those types of things. And so this I, one's I on
1: this one's on Netflix. Netflix.
0: Yeah, you right. can get this on Netflix. But I am giving it a see it because if it was right. in movie theaters, I would say it's worth a see. Definitely. Cool. So there you go. That's the guilty.
1: Excellent. So the other new movie I watched this past weekend is werewolves within so a little bit of a halloween uh a little bit uh, of that
0: another movie i didn't hear of <laughs> until you said, <laughs> and i didn't even know it was new i thought it was an older movie so it's on
1: netflix <laughs> it was released on netflix recently um and it's actually based on a video game which i had
0: what yeah <laughs> okay wow this is interesting all right
1: and it's one of the collaborators from i think you should leave now and I'm blanking on his name, but he's in the oh. bony skit, like with the Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> okay. Uh, I does, do know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I, th- I want to say his first name's Sam. And he um he does the baby of the year skit. You know?
0: Yes. And he was in um he was in that very not, okay, hold on. Sam Richardson? Is that who you're talking yes, about? Yes,
1: I yes, so. okay. I think so. I think so. I think he might be a writing partner of the guy who does. I think you should leave now. Like, I think he's a comedy writer, but is also like has been I, on screen.
0: Really? Oh, I thought he was because I know he's he was in he was in that movie I I really liked that was on Amazon Prime that no one else liked either the one where the the Tomorrow War. He was in that. Oh, so maybe really, he acts a
1: lot. I don't know.
0: I, I thought I know him as an actor. Like he's done a bunch of TV. Um, okay, so I that's my
1: own ignorance.
0: So Well, no, but I'll look him up now while we're talking to see if he does do writing. Like, I don't know.
1: I, I was under the impression he does writing, but I well, I am completely ignorant. All I can say is that's my connection to him. I think you should leave now. And as long ch- longtime listeners of the show will know, I love – I think you should leave. Now. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's one like, of the
0: that's that's a hilarious sketch. It's oh, like the baby I love one. it. Yeah. He's the host of the baby <laughs> yeah, baby baby of the year. Really, yeah, yeah. Baby um, year. So according to IMDb, he only has two writer credits, and one of them is they're both on TV shows. Okay, and neither of them are. are I think you should leave now. Acting credit, he has he has sixty four acting credits. So so he's clearly done.
1: Correction, he is a actor, not a writer.
0: Not a writer. (laughs) Well, he's written for TV for a few things, just not just not that. I think you should leave now. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Um. So he's the lead. I've never seen him as a lead. Um. And the premise of the movie is he is a forest ranger who is relocated <laughs> to a town like kind of in the middle of nowhere um yeah. and it's like wintry it's very cold and um through a series of events that happen very quickly at the beginning of the movie the town's people and him get like all together into a kind of like a boarding house like a hotel
0: and, I love this movie all yeah.
1: <laughs> you know the name of the movie is werewolves within so that's kind of a a spoiler um it's kind of like clue but with werewolves is the best way i can describe it you know it's kind of like a whodunit like someone has died and now everyone who is a um suspect is all together now into this into this hotel
0: right oh, so
1: it is a comedy horror um i personally didn't find it particularly scary but there's like super el Obviously, with werewolves involved, there's kind of that paranormal slash supernatural element, and there is some gore. Like, I will do, Mm -hmm. I will say that as a disclaimer, there's some gore. Um, it was cute. That's how I would describe it. To me, this is a great movie to watch with your friends who you want to watch a spooky movie, but maybe your friends aren't really into horror. So, last year, we had a fan write in asking what movies we would recommend for, um, a viewing party with like a, a big mix of people, right? Mm-hmm. He ended up going like with a pretty severe horror movie, if my yes. memory serves.
0: <laughs> <Like> real, <laughs> yeah. I thought it. Wasn't it something like It Chapter One or It Chapter Two? Like yeah, it something, something. I think it was It. One very scary. It. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but to me, this is a really good movie for a group of friends who maybe have varied interests. Not everyone likes horror, but, you know, it's spooky season. You want to watch a spooky movie and have fun together because it is billed as a horror comedy and it is pretty funny. Um, Is it the best movie ever I've ever seen? Definitely not. Um, It's slow in some places. Like the pacing isn't great. I will say that it kept me guessing through the whole movie because, you know, Mm -hmm. that whodunit aspect, you're trying to figure out like, okay, who's the werewolf, right? Like, (laughs) so um, for me, this is a stream it and it is available on Netflix and it's a strong stream it, especially given that we're in spooky season now. And um, because it's set in wintertime, it like you could watch this beyond Halloween Mm -hmm. and it would still be appropriate. But yeah, I that, like that. Yeah. I like
0: that there's a movie that you that can continue beyond uh Halloween that's like not super scary and has that but has that like theme. You want something a little bit yeah. scary, you're kinda in the Halloween mood, but you just want to have a little bit of fun. Like it sounds it sounds like that. I don't know. There aren't many movies like that. Like there's a handful, but I feel like they don't always pull it off. And it sounds like this one's pretty good. Like I I your description makes me want to go watch it. So
1: Yeah, horror horror comedies are tricky um like i think still probably the best people to do it are the scary movie movies like the first two or three like that really hits the sweet spot but they're almost more spoofs it is hard to find a good horror comedy and i think like this has really great aspects of both genres um Mm. it's not as scary as say uh evil dead 2 which is like a scary movie but has horror elements this one like if you're not into horror you can enjoy it but again full disclaimer i know not everyone can handle gore there is some gore in this movie not not a ton like it's not saw but like full disclaimer it involves werewolves so you can imagine (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) yeah there's gonna be some
1: there's gonna be some right so yep it's a it's a stream it
0: yeah, no. It sounds it sounds good. Like I'm definitely gonna check that out. I'm gonna add that to my list of what to watch leading up to uh, Halloween. Didn't had no idea it existed. Yeah, so
1: Werewolves yeah. Within. I'd love Netflix to know what does
0: such a terrible job promoting their film. Oh, for sure, because terrible job.
1: If it, I find it, we've talked about this on this show before. They do not advertise beyond the platform. So, yeah, like I had seen an article about it. I think maybe AV Club. But in passing, you know what I mean? And I haven't seen yeah. any advertising for it other than that. And then it came up on my, you know, like year. I don't know, it was like top movies of the year or something. Cause Netflix is always changing their stupid categories too. That's another yeah. thing. Like <laughs>
0: you can never find any. They have on like
1: <laughs> top rated, top ten, new releases, best movies of the year. Like, oh my gosh. Anyways. So yeah, it makes sense that you haven't heard of it because it it yeah. you're right it hasn't been advertised.
0: Um, okay, so my last film before we get into some of the classics that you've seen some some pre Halloween suggestions, um, I saw the latest James Bond movie, Yeah, No Time to Die, um, and that's the final final movie that has Daniel Craig as James Bond, and he um, he
1: could not have gotten there any sooner by the sounds of it he hated making every single one of these movies
0: you know what was you know what's interesting is i think he had it was you could tell he he was was like happy to be done not in a bad way but he had way more fun you could tell in this Mm. movie than with any of the other ones like there was some sort of like i don't know like just life that was brought to him in this one i think he was just like this is it this is the final one so i'm just going to give it my all and you kind of see that and it's weird because in interviews and stuff he's been kind of emotional about it so it's it's kind of it's i always call it the graduation goggles right like everything when you're leaving something everything seems better than it actually was so i'm sure because all
1: of the headlines pre-pandemic like related to all the other ones he's been in We're like, Daniel Craig hates Jane Bond. Daniel Craig wants to be done with the franchise. He really had negative things to say.
0: Well, he certainly. And I think you can tell, like, to me, he phoned it in for the last movie. The last movie, Spectre. He he pretty much phoned that in. Like, I didn't think he was very good in it. And if you watch that.
1: Why take the character if you hate the character so much? I
0: think it's more he liked it because Casino Royale, which was his first movie, because he's done five of them. That like he he's done five i think he was signed to a five picture deal so casino royale which still i think is the best of these new bond movies he he's enjoying it and i think he's he's loving it but i think he just fell out of love with it really fast
1: yeah fair enough
0: (laughs) once he did two or three he was like i'm because like quantum of solace was terrible it was just an awful awful movie that was the second one he did and then skyfall everyone loved and then Spectre, everyone hated. So it, it kept going up and down and up and down. And I think that kind of just weighs on you a bit. Yeah. And you're like, when really you're did.
1: doing the press circuits and they're probably always asking you again, the same questions. Again,
0: yeah. For years. Like th- his entire life has been James Bond for since what? 2006 or. Brutal. Whenever, the first one. Like that's a long time to be one character. So I get it. Like I'm sure he was just done. But in No Time to Die, he was different. like like this whole entire run of bond has been more grounded. So it's a little less cheesy, right? It's a little less kind of the classic bond. It's a little more grounded, realistic. Um, You know, people have said it's gone in way better directions than, than previous. It's like less misogynistic and it focuses more on building character. And the, there's an actual arc that the character goes through throughout the, the movies, as opposed to them just being one-offs. So all that to, to being said, this movie is the perfect ending to this five movie sort of arc. And I was pleasantly surprised by no time to die. I kind of went into it thinking a lot of what we just talked about. He's going to phone it in again. He's so, you know, good to be done, but whatever, it'll be a fun action movie and it'll be funny to watch an actor just who doesn't care anymore. But it wasn't like that at all. Like the movie was very, very good. It was well put together he brought, as I said, a completely new, new life to the character. And they had him making kind of the James Bond puns a couple of times. Like he slipped two or three in there that he was having clearly a lot more fun with this role when normally he wouldn't like his predecessors got to do ridiculous things. And they yeah. were, you know, cheesy puns, and ridiculous gadgets. This more grounded one has had less of that. But this movie felt like a very good mix of the two. Uh, it had it was grounded. It felt real, but there were great fun gadgets. There were nice quirky moments. There were a couple, you know, puns that were in there that were kind of like, oh, ha ha ha. But like you kind of smile because you're like, there you go. That's that's him having that's fun. Cute, with it.
1: right? It's cute. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I I felt like to me of the five, this is the second best of the ones. I think it's better than Skyfall. I don't think it's quite up uh, at Casino Royale, but it was so. Well put together. Like down to the the opening sequence was really good. The music they chose was excellent. Like the, everything that really put the the movie together. All the supporting cast was wonderful. Like everyone was back. Anyone who was in and Jeffrey Wright was in it for a bit. Uh, they they had um what's that um Christoph Waltz. Christoph uh, Waltz for a bit. Does he yeah, play he one was,
1: of the villains? How do they? He bring... was the
0: villain inspector. Right. Because he's not dead. That's how oh. they, he, they, he was one of the rare villains that was imprisoned, not killed.
1: But they didn't bring um, back my my guy Mads.
0: Mads, no, Mads is long gone. Uh, but but he, Mads was in the best movie. He was in Casino Royale. Let's be real. Best, I have like, not seen movie. these
1: movies, so that's why you, I'm asking you, I, dumb Tara.
0: I will say <laughs> you, you would like Casino Royale. It's very Mads Mickelson. Good. Like it's very him focused. Like he's he's got a lot to do with it. Because he's it's, got his. So Rami Malek. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So I was going to say Rami Malek plays the villain in this one, but he has a very small role in this movie. He's more of just... The, the villain that's necessary to push the plot forward right. and is sort of required for what happens. But the focus of this movie is like 100% on James Bond and kind of his journey and things going on in his life and his arc throughout these movies. Whereas Casino Royale felt very much like a Bond movie where, yes, you're spending time with James Bond. He's the main focus. But Mads Mickelson's character is like, you're learning equally a lot about him. And, you know, James Bond having to foil him right. is kind of the, the idea. So that's what made the, the movie was different enough but similar enough that if you're a James Bond fan, you're going to love No Time to Die. Like, you'll love it. If you're just a fan of action-adventure films, spy movies, mysteries, that type of thing, you will still like this movie. Like, there's still something, to me, that will make it worth going to the theater. Because I know some people just don't like James Bond, but would go see The Bourne Identity. Yeah. Or Rogue, Rogue not Rogue. The
1: Nation. Blockbuster, <laughs> whatever it. the... Yeah, the big... Tom Cruise one, yeah. Mission
0: Impossible. This movie fits up there with them very nicely. So to me, No Time to Die is a see-it. I thought it was very well done. Uh, Daniel Craig was excellent. The supporting cast was very, very good. Um, again, Rami Malek's in it. Doesn't have a huge role. Does it well, like plays the villain. Very interesting. Well, doesn't he kind of not backstory. have a face? Well, his face is kind of burned and a little bit disfigured. And he has this kind of white mask thing that he wears. But but you you see a lot of him without... The mask on like he gets to do some acting okay um and he's good like it's always no hard there's when no like a oh
1: i guess we could say this about batman right when he's been half the movie gets, in a mask it yeah. can be it's it's hit or miss
0: <laughs> yeah i would say like rami malik's probably in you know you could probably count on two hands the amount of scenes he's in like he's not in a movie a lot and the vast majority he doesn't have the mask on. Oh, okay like the mask is a lot of his first character at the beginning but he gets some good moments with james bond and other characters where the mask is off um and he's kind of at his base or wherever so it's it's very good i really i really did enjoy it it's it's a see it if you don't like james bond and you don't like these kind of spy movies you're not going to like it like that's yeah it's the just, the way it. It it's if, it's just the way it is it's a genre movie yeah it's a genre movie but if you like these types of movies i think No time to die is 100 percent worth seeing in theaters i saw it in the theater and i don't regret it so no time to die it's a see it cool Um, Okay, Taylor, get us set for next week. we got a great Halloween episode coming up next week. You've seen a couple Halloween classics and Halloween-y themed classics or things that are good this month to be watching. So what did you see and what do you think? Yeah.
1: So um, our friends, Brahmin and Andrew, have a projector and they wanted to have us over to use it. So... We rented Young Frankenstein. I picked a movie. So similar to Werewolves Within, right? You want to pick a movie where, you know, the crowd aren't really horror fans. Like I would say out of the four of us, I'm the only one who really likes like true horror. But, you know, you want to um, watch a spooky movie for the season, something a little bit, you know, put you in the mood. So we rented Young Frankenstein, which is a Mel Brooks and um, Gene Wilder movie and um you know I, I we said while we were watching it how come they don't make movies like this anymore like <laughs> you know like airplane and like <laughs> like they're kind of stupid but they're so much fun you know they're just fun to watch so um
0: yeah they are pretty stupid but yeah they're <laughs> stupid
1: like you're watching that and you're like even like the visual gags like there's a gag where it's like um one brain is the good brain so it says scientist and saint and then like the brain beside it says do not use abnormal it's (laughs) like it's like so obvious and so dumb and you know he's gonna pick the wrong brain anyways but like you still laugh you know what i mean like can i
0: tell you my favorite dumb joke that's not funny to anyone else but probably you and me yeah because we're talking with me okay so my favorite dumb joke that fits in that category is when he he finds and discovers his dad's like laboratory and he says oh this is the book that my dad wrote every my father wrote everything down and and he's fans of the book and it's just titled how i did it (laughs) (laughs) that's just the title of the book just it gets me every time more than anything else that and Igor, Igor's hump. Yeah, get me every. Wasn't single that hump time.
1: on the other side? What? What,
0: else? what, what else hump? What <laughs> <laughs> hump?
1: So much talking to the screen too, like yeah, breaking the third totally. wall. So I'll admit, you know, I I know there's people who don't like older movies. They don't mm. like the pacing. You know, they think the the acting's weird. So if you're not a fan of older movies, this movie's not for you like Don't. I'll just say it point blank. It is a movie of a different era. <laughs> but if you like kind of dumb spoof spoof comedy, like if you like Airplane, um and even if you've seen it before, rent it again. You know, it's that classic video. Once I return it, <laughs> the Blu-ray's <laughs> still true. there. The Blu-ray's still there. Um it's just a great movie to revisit, especially in this season, you know, uh, watch it with a group of friends who maybe aren't into horror, but you want to, you know, get into the Halloween mood for me. Yeah. This is definitely a, a see it, um, totally. experience it as a group, you know? And then Agreed. the other movie I saw, um, was in the screening room. So I had mentioned, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, the screening room right now, their Cinematica series is doing eighties teen cult movies, Every time I say cult movies, the people I'm talking to automatically default thinking I'm talking about horror. I don't I don't mean like actual cults. Do people not know that (laughs) phrase?
0: Some people don't. Because then when I list
1: the movies, they go, well, those aren't horror movies. And I'm like, I never (laughs) know. Yeah, cult classics. So anyways, (laughs) uh, (laughs) whatever. So I saw Heathers um, at the screening room this past weekend. I've talked about this movie probably a million times on the show. Everyone knows I love Winona Ryder. I'm a, you know, Christian Slater was such a heartthrob. Still is. He's aged very well. But that's an aside. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so another great movie for, in my opinion, for fall. You know, um, it's not necessarily a straight horror film. It's more a black comedy that features murder. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know. G- i think great performances it's it's winona Ryder's, if not her first movie like one of them. pretty one of pretty close sure. i think yeah. i read that it might have been like her first on-screen kiss uh mm. i think but i could be i could be wrong i could be misquoting because um it might have been one with uh johnny depp but anyways obviously you know i have only good things to say about this movie again for people who aren't used to older movies I could see people being like what like what's the allure about this movie you know but um I'm a huge fan of 80s movies, as people know. Huge fan of black comedies, dark comedies. So for me, this is a see it. Um, it's going to play the rest of the week, I'm pretty sure, at the screening room. And then it will re- be replaced with another um, 80s classic. Possibly The Breakfast Club, if I'm remembering the order of the movies. I know okay. that was
0: in their lineup. Yeah. I think it was later. So I think yeah, Breakfast Club's another great one.
1: Yeah. I think Breakfast Club is next week. So anyways... If you are looking for a movie to put you in the mood for Halloween, but you aren't looking for scares per se, either watch Werewolf Within, Young Frankenstein, or Heather's.
0: Yeah, all really good suggestions for for getting set for for the holidays. Yeah. So the holidays, <laughs> Halloween should be a holiday. It is a season. holiday. It's on a Sunday. Yeah, it's on a Sunday, so that's not to work. Um, but yeah, I I love that. I love that there are some suggestions for people who might not want to be scared, but just want to be in the the kind of spirit. So yeah, um, next week is where we really dive more into to Halloween stuff. We're doing our annual ho- screening in Kingston Halloween special. It's annual because we've done it every year. So and you guys love it. Yeah, people love it. People write in, We've got all your fan questions. So again, you can write in more up until next Monday when we record. So tune in next week, our Halloween special. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC podcast now.